0: I'm not pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the Drive to Work Coronavirus Edition. Okay, so I've been doing a lot of interviews. That is not going to stop till I guess the pandemic stops. Um, but today I have a fun guest. So Olivia Gobert-Hicks. Hi, how
1: are you, Mark?
0: So, um... One of the things I've been trying to do with these interviews is show the breadth of the world of magic. And so you're, you're a really good example of somebody who really, like a lot of my interviews are behind the scenes. You're not behind the scenes. You're a magic player. So I want to talk all about your magic experience. So let, let's go to the very beginning. How, how did you first learn about magic?
1: So I first knew about Magic, I want to say, well, when did it come out? When I was about seven or eight. (laughs) (laughs) And my next door, my across the street neighbor that I hung out with all the time actually got a bunch of cards and, you know, played with his friends in middle school or whatever and always saw the cards, loved the art, but never really got into the game. So I've been aware of it for as long as it's existed. Uh, Through high school, my friend group uh, all played, loved playing, constantly tried to get me into it. I was like, eh, it's all right. You know, I've got X, Y, or Z going on. So finally, um, I want to say we were all in the same city. We're all in the San Francisco Bay Area in uh, about 2014 in like the summer. And they were going to be doing this big barbecue. And I, you know, came over and everything. And they're like, well, we're playing magic. I was like, oh, you guys are serious. You're like still after all this time. And my friend Silas just grabbed me by the shoulder. He's like, sit down. We're playing. I was like, okay, fine. He's like, I'm going to teach you. Today's the day. So he handed me a, a mono black, uh Commander deck with Mikaeus the Unhallowed at the helm, and we played an eight-person, two-headed giant game of Commander. So there were two people for each, you know, head as a four-person pod. And so while it sounds chaotic, and it was, and I barely understood what was going on, it was really nice. I had my, you know, one of my best friends sitting there explaining, hey, this is what we're doing when we put land down and why we're tapping it and how you pay costs and kind of walking me through every segment of it. So my first experience with magic was, with seven of my best friends, playing in our backyard, having food, just having a really good time. And I was absolutely hooked after that <laughs> <laughs> and started becoming a weekly thing. So every Thursday, i drive over to their place on the other side of the bay and sit down, borrow someone's deck, start trying to figure out what all this meant, how to play. And I've been going ever since. It's just been a lot of commander in my
0: life. <laughs> so you're interesting that you're... A lot of people I interview mostly because they've been playing for longer. Um, mm-hmm. The commander was your introduction, right? That's what is Magic Commander is Magic.
1: Commander. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly how it was for me. Um, I didn't know that there were other variants. Like that was what I was introduced to. That's how I played. And so when I finally found out that there were other things, like, wait, really? You can you can run multiples of something in a deck? Like that's not how I play Magic. That's not what I know. So I ended up explaining it to. Uh, my friends up in Seattle and and my husband and was saying, hey, you know, uh, this is how I learned how to play magic. And John and all these other folks that I was playing with up there were like, yeah, what is that? And made me like explain commander to them. I was like, no, 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 no. This is this is what magic is. What are you guys talking about? So it was it was a pretty interesting experience that my first uh, pre-release at Card Kingdom, um, Hallie Santos was there and sitting across from me during deck building. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what I was doing, obviously. And so she was gently like letting me know, like, you know, you can run multiples in a deck. Have you done this before? And I was like, kind of, not really known. So she helped me out, walked me through, and it was an absolute like welcoming to everything else. So yeah, I do love doing pre-releases and, like, sealed Pool stuff is, is fun for me, too. But, yeah, Commander is... When I hear magic, that's what I think of.
0: So, when you started in 2014, what was the first set? Do you remember the first set out when you started playing?
1: Um, I think Theros had just come out when I started playing. Uh,
0: original Theros.
1: Yeah, original Theros. But yeah. the thing was, is that I wasn't... I, I was given pre-built decks, so I didn't have <laughs> any kind of idea on set stuff until, really, I want to say about 2015 when mm-hmm. I did the Origins pre-release. is when I was like, oh, so this is how Blocks work. <laughs> it was a pretty interesting like, kind of introduction to everything, it was like learning about all the stuff that everybody kind of knows way after
0: the fact. You can play with just one person? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, it was, ser- I mean, it was like, well, don't you need four people to play with? <laughs> No, you don't. You just need one other person. <laughs> was like, This is a whole new world to me.
0: Okay, so... You get introduced, finally. After years, you get introduced. You play. Mm-hmm. It's an enjoyable experience. Um, so what... Let's map your... sort. Okay, so in the beginning, someone's giving you their decks. You're just borrowing decks from yeah. your friends. Okay, when do you start transitioning to... Like, when is the first thing you went and bought a magic thing? What's the first thing you bought?
1: The first thing I bought was the um, Prosh Precon deck from 20... I think it was 2014. Yeah. was the Prosh Precon... Um, and started learning about, my friend said, well, what, do you want, just want like big stuff that you can swing? Like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> I had no idea what I I'd need the color pie is or how the theory works or what does what. I just knew that I was still learning everything. So blue was super intimidating, so I didn't want that. <laughs> so he just was like, take this jun deck, you'll be fine. And um, over time, like as we were playing, I'd start, you know, seeing other uh, creatures or other spells that people would play. And so then I started like buying singles and modifying my decks. And once that started happening, once I started changing things out of Prosh, I was like, well, maybe I want to do a different color or a different commander. So I start slowly buying singles or buying other precons and modifying them. And then it just took off from there. And all of a sudden I had this collection and I was buying all kinds of stuff and building new decks. And yeah, it was a pretty long-term organic swing into it.
0: So what was the first commander deck where you, like you chose the commander, like not, not a pre-constructed thing or someone loaned it to you. You built the deck from scratch. What was the your first, first- commander?
1: My first commander that I built from scratch was... Oh, my goodness. Because Prosh I modified really, really heavily. What was the first one I built? It was... It might have been Athreos, honestly.
0: Okay. Or Farika.
1: Oh, no, it was Farika. I built Farika first. Had no idea what I was doing, but I liked all my <laughs> black cards. And then I switched to Athreos and bought it i to
0: <laughs> Okay, so... Um, so uh, you start, uh, uh, once again, I'm trying to map this. So you start as a oh, commander yeah. player, just playing for fun, playing with your friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you started dipping, I mean, you started dipping your toe a little bit more into the commander scene. So let's, that, for, sure. like, for example, but the audience may or may not, I don't know, is uh, right. you're on the commander committee, right? The commander rules, rules committee. I, I
1: wish. I'm no. sorry. You're on the, what, well, what, I what's know, the name I of your wish. committee? I'm, <laughs> I, <you're,
0: laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm on the advisory. Group.
1: The advisory yeah, committee. Yeah, committee, committee. Sorry, advisory sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Yeah, I started, I want to say, you know, I played, obviously, casually in Commander, uh, pretty much exclusively for the next couple years. I want to say until about 2017 was, I think, when I went to my first GP. Um, And... Yeah, just play the commander the entire time I was there. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did uh, some magic events in 2016 at Emerald City Comic Con up in Seattle. Mm -hmm. uh, The Cascade Games thing that they were doing. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, my first real like toe dipping into going to events and like really starting to play with other people and kind of expanding Mm -hmm. myself in that scene, I guess, would be 2017 when I went to GP Vegas. And did the command zones like pre-party and then the entire day just sat in those round tables (laughs) back behind everything was wondering what all these tournaments were what they could have been and was just jamming commander games all day (laughs) so i want to say it was about then that i started um you know dipping my toe into it uh obviously the cosplay like helped in the sense of just like becoming more visible i guess but i was just doing that for fun like not out of any desire for visibility it was just
0: it was Ooh. a good time and it we're, was a we're going to get into the cosplay part. in a second i want let, to let's walk exactly, through the yeah, yeah. commander <laughs> and then we'll, we'll talk we'll talk cosplay we'll get to cosplay um i know it's all intertwined but um exactly yeah yeah. <laughs> okay so so you you start playing more and you start to get to know the people on the, like the, the the commander people that ran commander how did that happen
1: yeah so uh, honestly it was just kind of organic engagement with stuff on twitter like we just find youtube videos looking for deck texts and everything and you know start you know following different uh content creators and so years ago, it was still pretty, in a lot of ways, easy to access those folks or just like, you know, send a, a really chill to be like, hey, really appreciated this or whatever and start a conversation. And as that happened, like over time, just interacting with people, we would develop friendships and then we'd meet in real life. And then it was this, it was that. And so it just kind of escalated to knowing people just from taking time and, you know, trying to communicate and develop friendships and extra connections just because of the gameplay and what we were doing and, you know, hearing different people's takes or how they would build something. It's just always so, you know, um, uh, like... Perspective expanding, you just get so much more out of it when you involve other people in that way, and that's one of the things I really do love about the format, especially. So yeah, it was just kind of this organic over time, like, hey, I'm, you know, we've been talking for years on the internet. It's nice to finally meet you, and then we would keep talking and meet people that way, and just it just you know kept rolling into this
0: spot of knowing people that are awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the things that uh, the reason I you're a great example of this is the magic community is really this resource that I think people don't quite realize. One of the things we talk about is when you open a booster pack, how much is inside the booster pack beyond just the cards, right? You know, that there's a lot to magic. Um, and you're a really good example to me of somebody who, like, right, you just started as a fan, but as yeah, you start sort of interacting with people, you know, yeah, before you know it, you're joining things and, you know. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's exactly what it was. It was just, you know, I, just staying engaged and and wanting to learn more and and get new perspectives and get what other people were saying where they were coming from and kind of learn from their breadth of experience in the game that when you have those kind of genuine interactions, it does, you know, easily beget a friendship or make something more come of that. Where even if you're not like super close, like buddy buddies, you have someone else to bounce ideas off of to gain perspective from. And I think in in that is kind of where you know, bubbles up into becoming more of a, a person of note, I guess, was just because I kept asking questions and wanting to stay engaged with people that had helped me in the past or, you know, had been nice or I thought had great ideas. And just, yeah, it's it's been an incredible experience getting involved in this community, honestly. Like the, and, the knowledge and the passion is just incredible. It's unmatched in a lot of ways.
0: And the other thing that's fun, kind of funny is the, the community is not as big. I mean, like, it's imagine how tight-knit everything is. You know what I'm saying? Like um i'll interview people and like they all are the stories start crisscrossing because you know everybody's met everybody and um and that's one of the things i enjoy about the community you know i'm saying it's it's for as much as it is a very large community also it's a very tight-knit community especially the yeah yeah
1: so we're we're, it's it's a big community but it's also a niche one and we all kind of get that right (laughs) (laughs) there's that there's that little undercurrent of understanding like oh we're speaking our secret language that if you play this, if you're into it, even if you want to get into it, like there's more to it. It's got its, it's got its own, you know, language, its own culture, it's everything about it, and it's, it's neat being a part of it, and you realize how big it is. But then, like, exactly like you said, it's super tight, and it's like, oh well, you, the six degrees of separation <laughs> is almost too big. Like you can probably get to somebody in two or three.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like three degrees. It's not it's not, that, not <laughs> exactly. eight six degrees. Okay, so here's something I always do you when, when you know I ask when people. So we'll play this game. Ready? Alright. See if you and I can match on when we met. So we'll each tell when we thought we met we first met the other one and see if it's the same time. Okay. I know when I, I have memories of first meeting you, but I the thing the trap I always follow is people sometimes met me before I remember meeting them, so we'll we'll see. Right. Okay, uh, so I, should, do You uh, want should, me to start? Uh why don't why don't I go first?
1: Okay, go first. Usually
0: it's fun because then I'm I'm off so <laughs> I, I, I first remember meeting you uh, at London at Pro Tour London Um, which would have been it's when uh, the last adventure movie came out. So whenever that was, like 2018. (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) it was was almost three now. No, it had to have been 2019.
0: No, 2019 or 2018. No, no, maybe it's 2019. It was
1: 2019. Anyway, anyway, is that
0: right? Was that right?
1: That that is right. That was the first time we actually met. Okay, I think we'd interacted briefly, but it was not in person.
0: Oh, when did we interact briefly?
1: Probably on the internet at some point. I feel like I was aware of your presence and we had said something
0: in passing. I mean, I talk on social media all the time and stuff. So it's very That's easy fine. for me yeah, to, it's, okay. like,
1: it, it's kind of gone for me
0: too, but it was absolutely London.
1: We were sitting on that double decker bus. Okay. Yes. In, everyone else eating pizza.
0: <laughs> yeah, we went, so there's a, right near the venue was a double decker bus. That was a, a pizza restaurant. Um, and you would go to the, the top part of the bus and they would serve you pizza. The bottom part made the pizza, the top part you'd sit and eat. Um, and we, we were on that bus a couple times. But yes, that's the first time I remember meeting you it was on the bus. Yeah, so. that was it. We were making <laughs> yeah, fun of... Exact
1: same thing. What's your origin story? How <laughs> did you get
0: into magic? And I remember saying, oh, my friend introduced me to Commander. And I don't think you were expecting that at all from me to Pro Tour. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing that's really interesting to me now is um, there's always different origin stories. How people get into magic just varies. And it's always the time that you were in. You know what I'm saying? Like in 2016, it makes perfect sense. Or 2014. It makes perfect sense that's how you would get in because... You know, that, that is kind of where where magic was sort of centered, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so the other thing that we, we brought up I wanted to circle around is cosplaying, because uh, this is something I know you're very into. So, yeah. what is the origin of you cosplaying? Not necessarily magic cosplaying, but uh, cosplaying. What, what was your first cosplaying experience?
1: Oh, my first cosplaying experience was Magic cosplay. Oh, what? Okay, okay. <laughs> That's all I've ever done. <laughs> um, I was at... Oh, let me see. I was... Uh, yeah, it was when I was in Seattle. It was in 2016. I was going to go to Emerald City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And had been just like, this is going to be my first con experience. Like, it would be super fun. And I... uh Was debating actually doing a character from a video game, um, Shayla from Chrono Trigger, because it's just this big dress and wig. And I was like, okay. Mm. And then, if anybody knows it, cool. Like, we definitely have something from this, you know, old Mm. SEDS game. And I ended up contacting a couple people because I am an absolute garbage seamstress. So it turns out when I, you know, not having any like experience, then I had no idea what kind of lead time people needed for commission. So I asked, of course, very politely when they were like, yeah, that's way too soon. I was like, I'm really sorry, I didn't realize, thanks. So I was like, what am I supposed to do exactly? I can't sew. And Mm -hmm. I was just looking around and honestly just Googled magic cosplay. And Christine came up and was like, oh, so someone's done this. Cool. (laughs) I was looking through her stuff. I I, I could do this. I'm crafty. I've made stuff before. I should be okay. Okay. And just dove off the deep end, bought a bunch of stuff to make a uh, Liliana Vest cosplay and spent a couple months doing it.
0: I was just going to say, I was just going to say, um, in my back of my head, I'm like it. I remember you dressed up as Liliana Vess. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry. I remember a Liliana Vest at Emerald City Comic Con, but that would have been before we met. So I so so, maybe. so we did secretly meet because I did see you as Liliana Vest at Emerald City Comic Con. Um well, there you go. So just because I mean, there's not <laughs> at a at a magic event. There's a lot of magic cosplay, but at, at non magic events, there's some magic cosplay, but not a lot. So I always like. I, I always notice it when I see it, obviously, so for sure, yeah,
1: so that was my that was my very first time like i I built that out, I was super excited, like I spent entirely too much time on it, just went over the top, was trying every new technique under the sun, and uh yeah, were it for emerald City, put it away and didn't look at it for a year, didn't even <laughs> think about it or do anything else until twenty seventeen when uh I decided uh, to go to GP Vegas and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I guess I should first make sure it still fits and (laughs) pack it up. And yeah, then I was wearing it down there. And that's kind of when I started getting like, quote unquote, into it and just met a lot of the other cosplayers that were there and started, you know, making connections and friendships with them. And it it took off after that. But the, my breadth of experience with cosplay is magic and magic alone. I've never done anything else, any other IPs. um, And I've never, like wanted to. It's so much fun. I have such a so know, there's such an amazing crew here that it, I, that's all I want to do.
0: Let, let's talk a little bit. I mean, obviously, I had a Christine on the show, so people can go listen to my Christine interview. But yeah. talk. Let's talk a little bit about the magic cosplaying community. What? Yeah. What What is that like? Share the, the, the audience the people that don't know it. What What is it? What's it? What's it like?
1: Honestly, it's the, I think the nice thing is that it's super chill. Like we don't have these big competitions. There's not a lot of you know uh there's there's no real anything about one person kind of having a a you know a str like a a stranglehold on it like it's just everybody can contribute like we encourage each other a lot there's just a lot of different um people that do this and everybody has a different take on stuff there's never really like the well you know this person did it better it's like hell there's like four joyers <laughs> at this event let's get pictures let's do dumb stuff with it like it's it's a really incredible community everybody and it's so kind and just people that you don't ever feel bad about hanging out with right like these are people that you're excited to see you like we've all developed really good friendships everybody's super chill with each other and helps each other out like we'll give each other advice or like you know go back and forth like hey you know we don't talk much but I know you're really good at dyeing fabric and I'm actually okay at foamsmithing like can we trade can we do this it's a really supportive community and so you know hearing that a lot of other cosplay um communities have some animosity or drama or big personalities that don't get along it's just I don't I've never felt that way here and I think that the people that want to get involved or that already are, are all just really cool. And I can't encourage it enough. Like it's nice seeing new faces. Well, when we had events, it was nice seeing new faces at <laughs> all of them or people like hopping into the exhibition events we would have. It's 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 just really, yeah, it's enriching. I, I'm really grateful for everyone that's in it and partakes. Like it's it's a solid group of people, of people
0: excuse me. So what, what advice would you give to somebody who's never done cosplaying, but is intrigued by the idea of doing it?
1: to just do it, be ready to make mistakes and that's fine. Um, Your first experience won't be perfect and that's totally okay. None of ours were, (laughs) Um, but just to have fun with it. You can start small. Like it doesn't have to be the big ornate, like you don't have to make an Atraxa like some not too smart (laughs) cosplayers have done not to you know call myself out or anything. Uh, Just if you find something that speaks to you and you want to, you should. That's, that's pretty much all there is to it. Like, if you want to get into it, if you want to try something, if you want to have you know uh, a challenge that you issue yourself in trying to replicate something that you have no idea how to do, consider it your, a gift to yourself. You get to learn new skills. You get to have an experience of failing, of succeeding, and uh, making something that speaks to you come to life.
0: Okay, so you talked about something that I don't know the audience knows what you meant, so I, I want to get into it foam smithing. What is foam smithing?
1: <laughs> foam smithing is playing with uh eva foam and turning it into stuff that looks like it should be heavier than it actually is <laughs> it is a great way if you're not wearing a respirator to ruin your lungs it is an <laughs> inexpensive way to make armor um and props and uh kind of keep your costs down uh creativity high and yeah make things that would otherwise you know weigh 700 pounds because those pauldrons in steel they're not light
0: (laughs) (laughs) so it's literally like just a large foam block you're like carving it like you would uh
1: um generally what a lot of people use is is foam sheet so it comes Mm. from anywhere i want to say from like uh two millimeters to about 15 millimeters thick and basically you'll cut out patterns you'll take your sharp edges glue them together and make concave convex other complex shapes and over time put all those pieces together heat seal them seal them paint them figure out how you attach them to your body in a way that lets you move because art and reality don't always turn out to mesh <laughs> and uh yeah really just kind of make something that's nice lightweight and you crafted yourself from a plain sheet of plastic into something wearable and super cool
0: do you ever do any 3d printing
1: no I'm, i am i Trained uh, in CAD when I was at my um, tech school for uh, metalsmithing and jewelry making. And so I have like the basic principles as far as 3D modeling, but I haven't actually printed. One of my purchases that I want to make this year is to finally get a 3D printer so I can like put the skills I've had in my brain for years to work so I can set something to print and like work on something else at the same time, if only for my laziness. That's why I want a 3D printer. I'm so excited about it though.
0: One of the neat things about getting to know a lot of the cosplay community is that there's a lot of different specialties. Like, some mm-hmm. people are very much into the costuming. Some people are very much into the props. Some people, like, um, like, Mel Lee, for example, like, uh, she loves her 3D printer, and she does insane, <laughs> crazy, incredible? like, light-up things.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. Her work is just next level. It's so incredible. I love seeing her stuff on, on Twitter. Yeah, Mel does amazing.
0: Work. The the other one, by the way, just bl- the one that I think blew me away the most when I saw the costume was, you've seen the Karn, right? Yeah. The, I, I forget his name. I sadly don't know his name. But there's a, there's a guy that does that, like what well, you're talking about, he carved a giant Karn costume. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's, it was, he's on stilts. I mean, it's 12 feet tall or something, right? It is... Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It was the most amazing thing. Uh, <laughs> I met him at, uh, at Vegas. Yes, I
1: remember that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it also huge. he's twelve feet tall with the whole thing. You know what I'm saying he's on stilts and everything, yeah, but yeah, exactly. it is. Whew. I mean, as as a guy, also, Karen, I I co created Karn, so it was just very exciting to, I mean,
1: it, to it's see. Prob- yeah, it was probably <laughs> very exciting to see it in the flesh <laughs> or in the foam flesh paint.
0: <laughs> so let's talk a little bit. one of the nice things about being uh I don't know what to call you, but sort of a uh you know minor magic celebrity is Thank you for the minor, yes. I like okay, cool. Is you get a lot of opportunities. Like um I think both of us have been on game nights, right?
1: Yes, we have.
0: So what, what what was your game nights experience like?
1: My first game nights experience I was terrified. My second one, um, I went with the explicit purpose of just making sure I could get Josh out first. <laughs> My goal wasn't to win,
0: it was just to beat up my friend. <laughs> oh, for, the, for real quickly, for those uh, of the night, game nights, uh, I I had a podcast with um with with Josh and Jimmy. Um they do a uh it's a video podcast where they bring people in to play and they play usually play commander. I had a once mm-hmm. play limited, but normally they play commander and um and they, they have, it's them and two guests and then yeah. they'll play and um I, I was a guest well, one—I mean, I've done a bunch of things with them. I was one time yeah, yeah, yeah. technically a guest on Game Nights one time. We we <laughs> we did a—it uh, was an unstable pre-release, so we played limited and not. I, I was like the one <laughs> show we didn't play Commander, where they got a lot of people yelling at them. So,
1: well, yeah, and the first—the first time was for I want to say Ravnica Guilds of Ravnica, the most recent block, but the first first set from it. Um, and yeah, I was super intimidated. And of course, as you know, having been on it, like it's not a standard game, right? Like yeah. you've got all these cameras, all these lights, everything slowed down because maybe you have to change like how you right. set something down on the board. It's, it's very nerve wracking experience. It is not the normal like gameplay experience. So of course, the entire time you're worried about how you're going to misplay, but you're also trying to make sure you're <laughs> listening to all of Josh's cues. So you're facing the right direction and you put the card down the correct way. And then you said the line audibly instead of mumbling like you have marbles in your mouth. And so it was it was really fun and I felt a little off kilter and I feel like my gameplay kind of reflected that, but that's just what happens and sometimes you just don't get the draws in commander it's just what happens. Um, the second time, you and I actually ended up chatting a little bit beforehand. Yes. And you, I think, messaged me because you found out I was playing squirrel. Oh, right, 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 right. You were doing,
0: right, Unsanctioned um, came out and they did a Unsanctioned um, show where they were playing Commander. And I heard you were playing A. Cornelia. So uh-huh. I called I called you with advice for A. Cornelia, so. <laughs> you sure
1: did. You were like, are you running this? What about this? One? I was like, here's everything I've got. If it's got a squirrel in the air, I'm running it. <laughs> that was a good one yeah so uh yeah game nights was super sweet um it was it was definitely experience it's a it's i think a a really nice way that they've made commander you know accessible and kind of like something that you can feel okay jumping into and see what it's like
0: well the neat thing about it is from from an audience perspective it does a great job of walking through everything but when you you shoot it you're correct it's like I play a grizzly bear, and then Josh is like, okay, can you play the grizzly bear again? But please put it here and not there. And okay, and then you do it again. He goes, okay, can you do it again? But this time, say I'm playing grizzly bear, like. <laughs> and so, right, but you, what you see on the camera that takes whatever you know, twenty minutes is like all day long. Right. Yeah. And then you're doing and interviews you, afterwards, so you can talk about when I play that. I was thinking about this, and you so.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was the most nerve-wracking part: is trying to go back through everything and like remember. <laughs> Well, they so had all the notes. They on a play. they, yeah, they take nice. notes
0: of everything, and they remind you of what you did. So, oh yeah, exactly,
1: which is really helpful. But at the same time, I was like, wait, did I make that play? Like, some of them. I was just so nervous and so caught up in what, like, listening to the cues, I just completely forgot what I was actually playing. So, hearing it back, I was like, that was dumb. Why did
0: I do that? <laughs> so, if you um, were you on? Have you done any of the pre pre releases?
1: Yes, I was on Throne of Eldraine's pre pre release. So, how
0: I was, was that? How'd Eldraine. you find the pre pre release?
1: It was so much fun. Oh, I got absolutely stomped and I had the best time. It was incredible. <laughs> and Elden was a really fun set to to play around with, like just having so many, you know, new mechanics, new things that were going on. It was you know, obviously I didn't I never mind losing. I play commander. I don't have a win-loss record. My losses are astronomical compared to the wins anyway. <laughs> But uh, being on the, the PPR was, yeah, a really incredible experience, being able to just kind of get thrown into it like that and then be on display of, like, let's see what I can figure out. Let's hope it works. It was great, <laughs> yeah. I had an amazing time doing that.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I, I enjoyed my time there. Although you probably weren't dressed up like an animal.
1: I was dressed up like Queen of Ice. I was wearing a
0: costume. Oh, okay, you did a costume? Okay. <laughs> yeah. they, made me, they had me dressed in a squirrel costume, so I was dressed like a squirrel for some portion of my... <laughs> well, it uh...
1: kind of makes sense. I mean... <laughs>
0: The but the, the funny thing about that is they didn't ask me. They just like I show up, they go. Hey, we have a scroll costume. We wear a scroll. I was like, "Oh, okay, sure." They had you as soon as you walked <laughs> into the moon base, they knew. They knew. <laughs> um, so, any other? I mean, we're almost I'm almost at my desk here. Um okay. Any other things of magic before we wrap up? Any any other things that you've had a chance to do that are sort of fun memories?
1: I think you know, being able to travel and go to the GPS and and meet so many people. Um, has been really incredible and kind of a a pretty awesome thing that I've been able to do in my life. Uh, Just seeing the kind of community that can, you know, come up from this, like every, every community has some, some words and things that we would like to change or make better. But I feel like overwhelmingly, and especially in person, um, people are really kind. They just want to, you know, share this, this game, this passion, this kind of like, you know, fostered love that we've made for it with other people and and have cool experiences, do neat stuff, show them, show off what their prowess is with their decks. And it's it's just been really fulfilling. It's been nice meeting so many people. It's been nice having these experiences and trying to bring, you know, something cool and positive and enjoyable into other people's lives and being able to be a part of that in whatever way I can is something I appreciate and enjoy. So I'm just grateful to... For coming into it so late in life, it just kind of makes me wonder what it what would have happened had I, you know, started on sooner. But for everything the game has given me personally, I I just appreciate it so much, and I'm really grateful for the community and the opportunities that have come from it.
0: Yeah, we, re- we actually one thing we didn't really get into was travel, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things that, for example, that is. One of the, there's a lot of opportunities with magic, but one of them is, okay. hey, if you like to travel, there are magic events going on all the time, all over the place. Um, and one of the fun things I know, I mean, I don't do as much traveling, but like when I do travel, it's like I go to some city that I may or may not have been to before and then see lots of people that I know. <laughs> so, oh, you know, it's. <laughs>
1: It's like the best organized by somebody else travel plans if you have like a bunch of your friends showing up. It's like, we've never been to this city, but we didn't have to do any of the thinking. We just got a hotel room and now we have stuff to do and let's go. <laughs> Can't lose there.
0: So how many uh, how many cities roughly do you think you've, you've visited for Magic?
1: Oh, goodness.
0: Okay, like, so the be- power of 10. <laughs> like, like How many? Or not the power, At least but by 10. Of,
1: I want to say upwards of 20.
0: Over 20? Okay. For sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, every once in a while I'll sit down and cut all the cities I've visited, and it it gets kind of nutty. So anyway, it's uh, it's fun. one of the things that I do enjoy about magic is that the the travel aspect, of the fact that I, not only can I do this, but I can go see the world, and that that's really cool.
1: And honestly, I think one of my favorite things was um, I went to I lived in Antwerp in Belgium for a little while doing a um, trade school stuff and when I was there Rivals of Ixalan came out (laughs) and it turns out there was an LGS right by my apartment and I was like you know what I at least have something in common and I think at least some of the cards might be in English if they're in French I'll be okay because I know that one too and no friends in the city no nothing I signed up for the pre-release and went down to the LGS and played games with a bunch of people that I never met and had a bunch of new friendships and all of a sudden I had friends in that town that I could play Commander with with the one deck I brought with me just in case it was on my pre-release card. Like it was really nice having a common thread that I could in a completely strange and new place to me find people, connect with people and and make some friendships and have relationships now to this day with those same folks.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm insanely grateful for that kind of, you know, foot in the door basically anywhere I go.
0: Yeah, no, it is, it is one of the cool parts, I mean, one of the things today, one of my sort of, hopefully, the takeaway from today's interview is the the, the the community of magic, and all the opportunities, and the things, and the people, and, and you know, um, I mean, and we talked about cosplay today, but it's not even necessarily, cosplay. There's, there's all these niches of things that you might enjoy, that Absolutely. find the thing that you enjoy, find the format you enjoy, find the activities you enjoy, and there are people mm-hmm. who also like that, and you can get together with them a- around the world, basically, and... Yeah. uh so it's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: it's amazing.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I'm now at my desk. So we all know what that means. It means it's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. But Olivia, I want to thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Mark. This was a pleasure.
0: This was a lot of fun. So anyway, guys, yeah. I'll see you all next time.